Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. It is Thursday morning. You know what that means. The man, myth, the legend, Mr. Jonathan Twombly. How are you doing, sir? I'm great, Michael. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing well. I thought what we should do in episode number two, kind of piggybacking episode number one, is basically I want to tell people to be careful what they wish for. Uh, in essence, inflation clearly out of control, clearly getting worse, broadening out, uh, probably a lot more sticky because I've been talking about wage inflation, which is finally hitting media's attention. But there's also a lot of people squawking about the Fed. You need to get ahead of this, stop being behind the curve. And I just want to tell people, be careful what you wish for, because they could prick this thing very quickly if they wanted to. But there's obviously ramifications like the unemployment rate doubling, maybe going up 150%, GDP falling mid-single digits, quarter to quarter, a deep and dark recession that some would argue we didn't pay the price last time, and now we got to pay it with interest. So uh, it is possible that the Fed gets uber aggressive like episode one and causes a pretty nasty recession. Is that is that a fair possibility? I think it could happen. I mean, obviously, I think that, that they are uh, going to tread very gingerly right into they're going to wade into this very um very well they're going to have to come up with a strategy whereby they nip inflation in the bud without killing the economy right and and without making wall street squawk too much right because that's what happened when they tried to taper before right and uh so i think what i would not be surprised to see is very aggressive early moves with interest mm-hmm. rates to try to sort of shock the system yeah. mm-hmm. and then stop, right? And sort of stop there, right? Okay. And then take like a, then take a wait and see attitude. We'll see if it worked mm-hmm. because I think that they don't want to, I mean, in the last video, you know, we talked about raising by two points. I think the Fed understands that if that were to happen, it would really cause the, the gears to come grinding to a halt. And that's not what they, they don't want that to happen. So, they, I think they they would try to avoid that scenario, mm-hmm. um, but I think they at the same time they have to, you know, they have to do something aggressively. Either that, or maybe they, they do the opposite, where they kind of do the the, the parental sort of finger wagging at you, mm-hmm. like you know they'll raise rates a little bit, and they're like, but if you do, if you don't stop, we're right. going to really raise rates, right? So uh, maybe that's the the tack they take. But I think I mean, listen, I would not want to be on the Fed board of governors right now. Uh, trying to make this decision because I think it is uh, not not going to be an easy one. Well, here here's the deal, in my opinion. And actually, I watched a George Gammon video the other day where he brought on a uh, a money manager, a former money manager, I should say. And basically, the Fed has two bad choices, at least in this gentleman's opinion. And I actually agree, but I want to give credit where credit is due. Basically, a They let inflation run, which is net good for people who have debt, which the government has a ton of debt, but crushes 
middle and lower America, right? right. Those individuals. Or they get uber aggressive. They, they, you know, they break the back of inflation to quote a Paul Volcker line. Uh, they get aggressive and maybe even more aggressive than video one. Uh, we have a deep, a deep recession. Uh, asset prices reprice quite significantly, right? Commercial could reprice 30%, right? If this happened. Yeah. And the gentleman is saying the Fed's, the Fed has no good options. They have painted themselves into a corner with a $9 trillion uh, you know, balance sheet now, 9.1, I think, and now inflation at seven and a half and getting stickier and deeper. So I, you know, no good option. Do you want to, do you want to punish most Americans, right? I don't know what the percentage is, but most aren't wealthy. Or do you prick the asset bubble and just pay the price now, which some would argue we didn't pay the price in 08. It's kind yeah. of two bad choices, right? Yeah. I mean, we didn't, I, I, I'm in the camp that says we didn't pay the price, you know, way, agreed. Right? we're, we're, yeah, the Fed did have to come in short term and really aggressively reassure the markets that, that it would be there to, to supply liquidity, just because that was more of a psychological thing that they had to do. But then after that, trying to prime the pump by with quantitative easing and massively increasing the, the money supply. None of that was really, uh, that just kicked the can down the road and didn't, didn't allow like the, the dead wood to get cut. And, and, that, and that is so funny to say because my real estate market fell 75%, Jonathan. What do you mean? Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. It, it, yeah. it, the, it, didn't, it, it didn't work, right? It, did not, it, didn't, it didn't create a, like a roaring economy. Nope. And it didn't save asset prices. Nope. It just pumped a lot. It just gave a lot of money to people who already had money. Exactly. And, right. And, and created massive asset inflation and really created like the, the inequality problem that we have today. And when you look at, when you look at, you know, I mean, this is going off on a little bit of a tangent, but when you look at, when you look at expensive places like California and you know, one of the one component of why it's so expensive is zoning, right? To right. limit the supply of, of housing. But the other side of that, it, it, on the demand side, is the Fed juicing demand for for property sure. and creating, you know, making it priced out of the reach of so many people. And that's a big reason why, you know, people complain about taxes, but taxes is not the biggest expense that people have. It's housing. Correct. So when housing is I mean, taxes is like a really easy thing to point a finger at because people get everyone hates taxes and it's like really easy to say the tax. Yeah, nobody, nobody yells at you when you say taxes are bad. Yeah, right. But <laughs> it's it's when you know everybody loves a rising you know house market, right? Who owns a house, right? Correct. But for everyone else, it's you know and for for renters who are having to pay constantly higher rents as the price of apartment buildings go up. That's you know what's really caused. The, the really bad inequality problem that we have and has caused people to be looking for, you know, to move to cheaper places because it's, you know, they have no choice really to, mm -hmm. to housing policy. And this is really like Fed driven. And this is like an unintended, un, unintended consequence of the Fed trying to juice the economy, but with, with low interest rates and with asset purchases and all this sort of stuff, which, you know, and even on the company side, we've talked about this before. What did the companies do with 
all the money that the Fed handed them. And, and, and frankly, the, 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 the Trump tax cuts too cre- exacerbated this problem. What did they do? They, they were supposed to go and like, you know, build factories and stuff with the money and employ more people. What do they do now? They just bought their own stock back, increased CEO bonuses because the share price went up. Basically, like completely corrupt. Like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go raise my my salary by buying back my by making the company buy yeah. back my own stock with this free money we got from the government. Right, mm-hmm. helps nobody. Right, it's yeah. just and literally. Then when the stock price goes down, that money, all that taxpayer money, poof, poof, gone, vanished. Gone, right, gone forever. So. Uh, you know, all of these things have been, have contributed to the little guy getting screwed and, you know, people who are already rich getting richer and uh, the yeah. to do with it. Right. Yeah. So, and um, that's, that's one of the reasons, again, I, I think we're in such treacherous times. I think 2022 is going to be a year like you and I haven't seen before, which, which would make it entertaining to kind of watch, but it's also going to mean a lot of people get hurt. And I, I think I think asset prices might take it on the teeth. I, I think that I think I think the cost of money, which I'll call the interest rate, yeah. is is going to go up and be and it's going to go up more than people. We got so spoiled, yeah, with low rates. We started doing bad deals, and we're going to see zombie companies disappear. The fact that companies could you know that are essentially living on borrowed money at zero percent, uh, that those days are over. And yeah. the, the recession is going to clear the underbrush. And again, I don't, if to use a forest, forest analogy, we haven't cleared the underbrush in a while. And if you're in California and you know what happens when just a little spark, it, it could be a raging inferno pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, I sure hope not. And, and the other thing too is because what is, what is the Fed got left in its arsenal to fight it, right? Oh. If it, it's you know, going to what buy more assets. I mean, that's that's what what they're uh, left with, right? That's that's the thing. By keeping interest rates artificially low for such a long time, they basically took their main you know arrow out of their quiver, their main weapon. They just they used it all up, right? And, and part of the reason that, why they got to be aggressive, I think, is they need to freaking get something back in the gun. Yeah, and listen, that's what that's what they were trying to do in 2018, but Wall Street lost its mind. Mm-hmm. and and they got scared you know and uh so they sh- you know they should have they should have done it much much earlier in my view i mean they should have started raising interest rates as soon as the economy was kind of back you know not in free fall anymore and mm-hmm. uh yeah so i mean yeah right yeah. so yeah the other thing i, I want to think about in this recession era again is i think a lot of uh real estate investors myself included but really in the multifamily space are getting spoiled with uh, rent increases. I just saw an article where Miami was up 30%, Austin up 28%, just ridiculous rental amounts. Uh, I'm here to tell you that if we have the kind of recession that I think is coming, uh, we may actually have the first time where rents go down across the board, right? I know we had San Francisco and New York because of the pandemic and people living. That was abnormal rental adjustments, but it was quick. I think we may see some markets back off. And oh, by the way, a lot of units are coming online later in the year. I think I think the multifamily space has had a very good run for a couple of years, and there's going to be lots of things going against it uh, in 2022. Yeah, I mean, it. Well, so if there is a, I mean, this is, I guess, the scenario in which maybe like inflation is the lesser of two evils, right? Because maybe. if you have uh, if you have inflation, then you're going to have wage growth, 
and people, Correct. you know, and rent the, you know, if the rent yeah. is a third of your income and it goes up, but your wages are going up, it doesn't, you know, it, it, you don't like it, but it doesn't hurt you, right? And right. you on paying more rent and then the multifamily business can continue. Sure. If there's a recession and people's wages can stop growing, right, then you've got a big problem in the multifamily industry for sure. Cause not, cause it'll be a double whammy. You've got rent growth. And this is kind of usually what happens anyway. In the recession. Oh yeah. It's uh, why, it's why there growth, are deals at the end of the cycle. Yeah. You've got rent growth declining. You've got banks less willing to lend because of that. And asset prices are going to fall as a result. And even, even, and so then, then you get sort of like the greatest time to invest coming up, which is when uh, the fed drops interest rates, like, to, to nothing, yeah. right? But people are scared and don't want to buy. And then you've got, yes. you've got cap rates rising and interest rates falling. And that's like, buy as much as you can then and just sit back and don't do anything else. Right? No, that is, pop, you know? that's, that's what I, that's, that's what I've been preparing for. Again, I sold a little early, which again, I don't mind selling early, uh, but that's what I see coming. I see rising interest rates a la video one. I see it, it, rents actually falling in, in apartments. I think they've gotten too aggressive and with, a, with unemployment doubling this year, uh, I, I see kind of that double whammy. Then the short-term debt, which is so 06 residential and commercial. I'm, you know, it's probably 2023 before these things start to show real stress. Mm -hmm. But as somebody who's bought multifamily before zero down directly from banks, uh, I think it's coming again. I think there's a lot of new syndicators that got lucky in timing that don't know what they're doing. They don't know how to underwrite conservatively like you do. They got deals done and made a lot of money because they got lucky. I know there are syndicators out there now thinking that cap rates are going to go down to two and a half, not happening. And um, yeah, I, I see, again, I think what you said at the end there is once these things go, they all go. And then most importantly, you're so right, investors, the pool of capital you have been depending on, when they get scared, they get scared in mass and they run away at the just the wrong time. And I mean, uh, banks do too, right? I mean, sure, the, of course. The banks, the banks, the banks get skittish. They suddenly go into CYA mode, right? Of course. They, they will only look at bullet, absolutely bulletproof deals, right? They'll look for reasons not to lend to you. Yeah, exactly. And, reasons not to, yep. And then, and you're, and, and you're, investors unless you have like a, a well-trained very sophisticated group of investors who you've been educating ahead of time to let them know about the opportunity they are going to get scared and not only and even if they're not scared they may you know their stock portfolio has just taken a hit exactly right? where's their, the money come from yeah the exactly. bitcoin that they thought they were going to retire on has gone to zero right the it, all this stuff will happen, and now where's the like the actual money has gone? That's when you talk about wealth destruction in a recession. That's what you're talking about. You're talking yeah. about all this all this paper wealth disappearing in a very short time. Exactly. But people can't, you know, liquidate that into cash to invest in real estate. So it's the people who have piled up cash ahead of time, you know, who've been being made fun of by all the people who say cash is trash. Mm -hmm. Like those are the people who are gonna, you know be in a position to buy cheap assets right yep. so. yeah cheap assets with what i wanted to tell you also amazing terms that's yeah. that's what the 
what people don't realize when, when and if this goes the way I think it will in 23 or 24, just because you have, just because we have a little bit more cast than, than maybe others, we won't even have to use it. It will be used there as a way to be bulletproof for a couple of years to get the asset performing. Mm. And it's, it, cause you can get a lot of great terms. So uh, again, folks, be careful what you wish for. I know we all want inflation to go down. I just, my gas in California is like 550 now. We're talking yeah. $6 gas soon. So believe me, it's it's nasty here. Um, but yeah, be careful what you wish for. If you really want to to you know nip the bud, we're going to need an uber aggressive Fed. We're going to have a painful recession, and we will have asset bubbles popped. And I think the biggest example is going to be commercial because that's where all the newbies went. And uh, bigger is better, right? Bigger is better. Not always. So Jonathan, where can people find you? Yeah. So if you would like to get on my investor list. Please Google Two Bridges Asset Management LLC and fill out the investor form. Uh, if you would like to join my free Facebook group, it is called Multifamily Investment Community. And if you'd like to just join my general email list and get my free ebook, uh, you can go to multifamilylaunchpad.org and download it there. Very cool. Thanks, Jonathan. Absolutely.